and firmly disentrenched. I am a disprover. I mostly only turn up at school to make mum happy, and because if I wasn't here, I'd have no one to hang around with, which would be even more boring than school. I spend enough time in my own world as it is. I shift in my chair and it squeaks horribly in protest, but it's not as bad as the chair next to it, which I know from last week is in danger of terminal collapse. I'm busy pondering whether I should bring my own non-broken chair to school, just for the purposes of sitting here. I could get one of those folding canvas ones that people take to music festivals, with a little neck drinks holder in the arm, when a boy lands in the broken chair of doom next to me. If I were you, I say helpfully, I wouldn't sit... Oh! There's a crash, and then he's in a heap on the floor, long limbs sprawling which means I get to sneakily check him out for the two seconds before he picks himself up. Because he's not just any boy, he's Drew Ashton, Jess's wicked Scottish step-cousin, who was sent to live with Jess's family at the start of this term. He's just about the only boy in the school who doesn't know the entire who's who of past dating and dumping dramas between our friends. This makes spending time with him absolutely refreshing. He's like a clean slate. He's also a total bad boy. The official story is that he's here because he had nowhere else to live. His dad got some foreign work placement and took his mum and little brothers and sisters along. But because of something to do with exams, Drew stayed in Scotland with his nan. Then, in the summer, his nan died and Drew moved in with his nearest relative, Jess's stepdad. The unofficial story, though the one I've made up with the help of bits and pieces that Jess tries not to tell me, is that Drew has been sent to live with the Hartfords because his parents hope she'll be a good influence on him. I reckon Drew's mum looked at her little brother's new wife, noticed the perfection of his new stepchild, Jess, and thought, right, well your woman can sort out this one too. Drew could never be anything like Jess though. Jess is glossy and groomed and studious, and Drew is, well, the total opposite. You can tell instantly by his hair and his stubble and his eyebrow piercing. He's year 12, so he gets to wear what he likes. And wow, I like what he wears. You can also tell by the way he walks, like he has no respect for anyone, let alone the inhabitants of the Corridor of Power. He's in the same year as all my other male friends, but he is nothing like any of them. He doesn't play football like Matt and Hayden and Cam, and he doesn't hang around the library like George. In fact, I almost never see him at school at all, except outside Mr Trench's office, like today. Drew is clearly a type 2 improver, or non-attender, as Mr Trench sometimes calls the guys who spend school hours down the arcade, They get pulled into his office the minute they show their faces at school. No wonder they rarely turn up. Teachers really need to think that one through. It's not so bad when you're a sixth former and you're actually allowed to escape sometimes. But if you miss certain parts of the school day, then it's still frowned on, and Mr Trench does love a good frown. Oops, I've been staring at Drew for ages. He's put the broken chair back, ready for someone else to sit on. (laughs) That's the kind of rebel he is and he's staring right back at me. Correction, he's staring at the signs of hair extension disaster on top of my head. You okay? He asks me. I think he means the bald patch, 
but I choose to ignore it. I pull at my hair and make sure my ears are covered. You're the one who just got friendly with the ground, I remind him. Are you okay? He brushes himself off, shrugs a bit and grins at me. Then he tells me that he's most displeased that he has to visit Mr. Trench today. Of course, he says a whole lot ruder than that, and it makes a passing teacher glare at us and tut. We catch each other's eye after that and stifle laughs. Drew might be the opposite of Jess, but he's also so far away in personality from someone like Matt that sometimes I'm amazed I like him so much. Not that Matt doesn't swear, but he sort of restricts it to his male friends, and I think he, Cam and Hayden would die if they thought a teacher had overheard them. Plus, those boys are generally a bit rubbish at talking to girls. Gemma and I have both been out with Cam and Hayden, but back when we were so young that it was all about holding hands for five minutes and then dumping them.